Yeah, Alexa Carlin, and my company is Women Empower X. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today's guest, Alexa Carlin. I know you guys are going to say, wait, hold on. Is that George Carlin's like great granddaughter? No, she is not as far as I know, but she is going to give us the game on her organization and how she's empowering women and let us know about her new book that is going to be out next month. So links will be in the description, whether you are listening or you are watching. Alexa, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for, for coming on and being an author. I'm just, I, I want to get it out of your system. I want you to tell us what your organization is about and how this book is going to change people's minds and lives. Yeah, definitely. So it's been my dream since I'm a little girl to write a book. And actually, it's the journey of growing my business, Women Empower X, that led me to getting a publishing deal. So uh, Women Empower X, I started back in 2016 with the need for, or I saw a need for diverse women to really connect and collaborate in a very authentic, vulnerable way. So we are focused on empowering women entrepreneurs, helping them increase their visibility, credibility to grow their business. And I started this business when I was growing as a speaker. I was noticing... Um, a new uh, a need for more of a community feel. But as I was growing as a speaker, I started putting on these huge events for WEX. And we had about two to 3,000 people per event. And our last event, which right before the pandemic, which was literally February, the last weekend before like the world shut down, we were hosting our big conference at the Los Angeles Convention Center. It was our first time on the West Coast. And actually at that event, I met my publisher, which led to me getting signed during the pandemic. And, uh, and now my book's ready to come out. So it's called Adaptable. And it's all about um, how to adapt to changes and things that you cannot control, how to turn obstacles into opportunities, how to rediscover that hope when you feel like the hope is lost. And, um, and there's all different personal stories attached to different lessons on how to become adaptable. And are the stories based solely on your own? Or are you actually maybe, you know, like Tony Robbins, how he interviewed so many millionaires or billionaires? Is it all from your inside of what you've seen? Or did you go outside and say, let me connect other people's stories as well? No, this book is solely my journey. and But it's not chronological order. Every story, it has a deep-rooted take-home lesson. And it talks about things that I learned through a near-death experience where I had a 1% chance to live, struggling with a chronic autoimmune disease, the struggles and challenges we deal as, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as someone that's very close to her family. So it's all um, different crazy stories. And I mean, there's stories with uh, 
Mark Jacobs in it, Matis Yahoo in it, um, certain like celebrities that I've encountered along my way. Uh, but all of it is very um, focused on lessons I've learned from crazy trauma and tragedy that really has helped me become who I am today. Now you are very active on Instagram. It's, you know, the current way and it's not going away way of marketing where you constantly have to be in front of the camera to keep or even get the people's attention. But so many women and especially, you know, young women starting as early as middle school, God, oh my gosh, feel like to be in front of the camera on an Instagram or on a TikTok, you have to do something shocking, scandalous. You have to almost, you know, it's <laughs> you, you, you have to, you know, give them something they've never seen. How is your book or your company, you know, tackling that to say you are enough and your experiences are enough and you don't necessarily have to do that? Or maybe you say I'm wrong and you say, Kellen, yeah, you got to be shocking. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm killing something today at 12. Watch. I mean, give us give us the game on the solution for, for some of that. Yeah, definitely. So we the way that I've been able to grow online and grow my company through organic social has been solely through public speaking and with that vulnerably public speaking. So there... I mean, when I was growing my audience from having a few hundred people watching and following me to thousands, it was during a time where I would go live on uh, the back back in the old days with Periscope. And I really shared from inside the struggle. It wasn't this like, oh, this is what happened to me in the past. Here's what I did to overcome it. And here's what you can do now, which is almost every single motivational speaker. But this was like, I'm never going to overcome this. I'm never going to overcome my my chronic autoimmune disease. It lives with me forever. And I think that's so important to share because who wants to live a life that's always just trying to overcome something? Because let's face it, there's always obstacles. Obstacles follow obstacles. We're always hit with challenges. And I want to show people that you can be inspiring. You can achieve your dreams, even when you don't have it all figured out or you're not at that end, you know, and, and actually at the top of the hill, you're able to do what you want today, even through the struggle. And I think that's what really people related to. And, um, and I, I shared that super vulnerably. It was definitely scary. But I think with t today's world, like on Instagram or any social media platform, if you can do one of three things, and it's kind of the same that I teach for public speaking, entertain, educate, or inspire. And if you can hit all three, that's when you know you really have an amazing video, reel, post. So entertain, educate, or inspire. So I always try to do all three. And that's where you can be yourself. You don't have to like do something scandalous or crazy, but you, you reel people in to keep them coming back. And, you know, thank you for sharing, you know, about your condition that you're, you're going through because on Instagram, everything is so perfect. People are, you know, on their private jet sitting on the stairs, which I've said it many a times. No one has ever sat on a public jet or had a private jet. And then while you're loading, wanted to sit on the stairs like you're waiting for something. And like the stairs is the most <laughs> comfortable place to sit. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, with, with having that condition, 
I, I've talked to people who have had, you know, from Crohn's disease to um, even HIV or, or have had some type of cancer. Um, do you connect with other organizations to show and say, look, I'm in this circle, but I'm still thriving. I'm still winning and I'm inspiring. Have you connected with any good ones that you can share with us? Um, that's a good question. So I've been very focused on my target market, which is a women entrepreneurs um, and women in business. So mo most of the places I speak or partner with has to do with that target market. Outside of I speak to a, a lot of universities, a lot of sorority women and colleges and leadership uh, conferences. So that's like my main target market in the sense of not, um, I haven't like focused on necessarily like the illness aspect or a nonprofit in that way outside of when I first was um, coming out of my near-death experience and I connected with uh, the Sepsis Alliance, which is a nonprofit organization um, to raise awareness around how fatal sepsis is, which is what I had. I, my body went into septic shock and that's why I was induced into a medical coma with a 1% chance to live. But all of those lessons, like there's so many things I experienced in the coma. There's so many things that I experienced while I was laying in the ICU, like really understanding the power of the mind on how your thoughts create your reality. And like all of that I share inside my book, Adaptable, because I think it's so important to really understand that, yes, you don't have control over everything. I mean, there's so many things I don't have control over, but that doesn't mean you give up or give in. You accept what you can't control and you focus on the things that you can do to create a better life for yourself, for the people you love, for your community and for the world. And, you know, looking at you, I'm sure you've heard this many times. People would never know or even think that you would have an issue. They're like, wow, you're healthy. Where do you work out? What do you eat? You know, um, and now we're in a pandemic where folks who were abusing even, you know, food or, or drugs are taking a second look and saying, I might need to do something because I need to be the healthiest possible with your condition and the way that you, you know, look on the outside, what is like, how do you prepare for a pandemic where, you know, some people are like, I'm going to cough all over you just to prove to you this thing is, is fake. Like, how do you deal with that mentally and just your day to day? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think everyone has a right to their own opinion. And I think that's a very important thing to mention because I think we've gotten so far where we get so angry when someone disagrees with us. But at the end of the day, we all have a right to our own opinion. Um, sure, that doesn't mean I agree with everyone, but I, you know, I do respect where you're coming from because we only know what we've been through. And so, again, when you focus on the things you can control, like what if other people are taking the vaccine or not, or what other people choose to to write on social or what or argue against or argue for, whatever that may look like, you're not only depleting your energy, but you're depleting your ability to move forward towards the things that you do want to do because you only have so much energy in the period of 24 hours. So for me, I 
I, I, I catch myself in the act when I'm focusing on all those things that get me upset or all those things that worry me. Or, you know, of course, the post-traumatic uh, stress triggered in the beginning of the pandemic because of all the symptoms and what can happen when I have a compromised immune system. But all of that was just causing me to be more sick and it wasn't helping the situation. And so it's just a matter of like noticing what you are thinking about, what you're focusing on and redirecting your thoughts towards something that you can control. And so that that's what's helped me during the pandemic, at least. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, with this speaking career and now you have a book and you're, you're teaching, you know, and you're having success at what you're doing. I mean, you, you got a book deal during the pandemic. It's like you've started your pandemic, right? <laughs> like, hey, I got a book deal. Uh, kudos to that. What is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? Yeah. Um, so I'm all about community and we create all of our products, all of our services under Women Empower X is focused on community. So what I would like to do in the future is to empower our members under the WEX Nation, as we call it, um, to help provide them the tools and resources to connect with their local community that uh, can maybe also part of WEX. So we continue to foster those connections and also connect our like entrepreneurs with key stakeholders to help them grow, whether that's a partner, an investor, uh, a podcast to be featured on, a speaking gig, because I, I really believe that like when we create this ecosystem of people helping one another, like we all grow together. So we have the community online. And once it's safe, I'd really like to see our community create their own communities through our support and resources to continue fostering those connections and relationships and, and possibly partner with a local nonprofit or whatever that may look like based on their passion. Because I believe in the ripple effect of people. And so it's, that's what I would love to see, like be able to create that ripple effect of change. Cause we've just seen how I'm a big believer that one connection, one person, one action step can possibly change your life forever. And we want to help people discover that one. Yeah. I amen to all of that. Do you find that it's, you know, with technology and we can connect easier now but also, as you had mentioned, if you disagree with somebody's one point in, in their life, it's like, okay, the playground, we can't be friends ever and ever. Is it becoming easier to connect with people and stay connected? Or are you having to like be on a tightrope and say, I want to connect with this group of ladies, but you know, down the line, I know we're going to have a big disagreement about something in life, whether it be political, spiritual, financial. How do you, you know, keep everyone kind of together saying, hey, we're fighting for, you know, women and the rights and the progression and getting that equal pay that really should not be that hard now that we have automation. It should be you're getting this, you're doing the same job, you should get that same thing. But how are you finding like keeping the 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 community together i think it's really really important to bring diverse people together and that diversity stems from not just your background or ethnicity but diverse in industry diverse in ideas um in political views because that's the only way we're gonna create change is if we 
are open to learning from one another, different religions, like all of that. And so I, I bring people together not to say, okay, we all need to get along. It's, it's bringing people together. Let's share ideas and learn from one another and support each other on our road the best that we can. And so that's how we approach it. We're all about collaboration over competition. So if, but we definitely promote uh, or advocate that you should speak up for what you believe in. And even if someone else in our community disagrees with that, that's where that communication and that conversation needs to happen in order to create any change. Okay. No, that's, that's great. In North Carolina, do you have uh, any political ambition to run for office? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I've actually, actually had a lot of people ask me that. Um, throughout my career, but the answer has to be no, not, not, I'll, I'll not, I won't say no forever because obviously I don't know what the future holds, but it's not in, in my, uh, vision for what I want right now. No. <laughs> okay. And what would be your like five-year goal for your organization and for, you know, just you, you know, business-wise, like, is it, you know, you said the first time on the West coast, but do you have a goal to maybe even do this globally? So um, my goal with Women Empower X is to become one of the largest communities for women entrepreneurs. And so we have our membership community called the Wex Nation, where we really work with our members every month to help them scale their business, as well as providing them opportunities for grants, speaking gigs, press, as well as connecting them to that community. So we would like to scale that to um, to really, uh, you know, a few thousand members in the next three to five years. And that's something we launched during the pandemic. So, and then from that, have our community take that in person. Uh, we probably will, we definitely will do events again, but um, right now that's, that's our main focus because we see the biggest change happen there. So, and then personally would be to grow as a, a speaker, author, and then write my next book. Long-term vision, of course, New York Times bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that really mean now? Uh, you know, New York bestseller versus, you know, Amazon bestseller, which is, you know, the best place to, to sell a book. Um, no, no disrespect to Ingram or Baker. But, <laughs> you know, what is like the titles uh, of these things when you're just doing the work and it looks like you're doing the work and you're not doing the things that will make you infamous, you know, you won't be on Real Housewives unless you do like a 180 and start, you know, wanting to fight your friend or fight your husband on the, on the Instagram. So, I mean, what are those, you know, those to you, those accolades to get that? What does that mean? So uh, New York Times bestseller has always been the like premier spot. If you make that list, you are a well-known author in your field. And to me, that means more people are reading my book, which means more impact that I'm making. And of course, it does come with career advancements in the sense of higher speaking fees, uh, more credibility, uh, just people know you more. So you can, to me, the more people that you know, the faster you will grow, but also the more people who know you, the faster you will grow. And when 
you can reach more people through different lists like that, um, just like any type of credibility factor, then you have the potential to impact more people. And, th- and that's how I see it, right? I want as many people as possible to read my book, Adaptable, because I know it will change people's lives. So um, we hit uh, the first day my book was available for pre-order. Uh, we actually hit bestseller on uh, Amazon for in the women in business category. And we stayed up there for a few days. It updates every hour. So it's a little different than like the New York Times or USA Today or Wall Street Journal. Um, it, there's just di- Amazon its own beast in itself, but they're all amazing. I mean, to me, it's just, I want to get as many people to read this book. Okay, so it's about the, the, the exposure and getting the sale. I, as a kid, I, I really, for me, in the books I write, I, I, that was a goal. And then I started doing this work, you know, two decades ago and found, oh, I could buy my way onto that if I wanted to. And and there's many of clients who have bought their way onto all type of lists. So I'm like, what? Are, what yeah, are I don't know if books? I have like 250K to drop on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, I'll do it the organic way. If it takes me 10, 20 years, that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. But everyone who makes it, you know, they have that money, right? Whether their publisher is paying it or they just have it. We look, you know, you can look at the, um, the mega preachers or the mega business people. I mean, they will sell. They're the reason why it went from 10 grand to, you know, up there because they they had that money to to do it but i get it you want it the old-fashioned way and 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 that says a lot in a time where even with instagram you could buy your way to a verification you can buy your way onto a lot of things do you think that the growth of social media is um you know is it improving our lives or should we take extreme ownership? Another great book. Should we take extreme ownership and say, use this technology, but don't get used by it? Like, where do you see tech, you know, technology and, and what you're doing? Is it going to be helpful or hurtful? It depends on the per- the user, in my, in my opinion. So technology is an amazing thing. It allows us to learn. It allows us to connect. It gives opportunities to people that may not have opportunities. It it shows us the world. I mean, it lets us stay connected during this pandemic. Um, it allows people from different countries to connect and learn from one another. But of course, it could be used for the negative too, as we've seen with the rate of suicide and bullying. So it depends on the user and parents also and and you have to make sure that you understand your use of the platform how it's making you feel the time right everything has an opportunity cost and you have to really measure how much time you're spending on a platform and if it's for use in your growth or education or family and friends or like the time that you're wasting in sense in in exchange for something else in your life. So it I think it's a beautiful thing. I love technology, but it all depends on the user. Gotcha. Gotcha. You guys, I, I'm going to make the prediction. Uh, I don't know if it's city council, alderman, um, heck it, maybe governor. You uh, might be talking to the, the next <laughs> politician in uh, North Carolina. And so you guys, I don't want to say too much because I want you to go look in the description box, click the link, go check out 
not just her Instagram, but go check out the book. It's been an Amazon bestseller. Bring it back. Bring it back. Please leave the people with something, Alexa, and let them know where they can find you. Yeah, so anyone listening, uh, know that you're not alone. Know that if you had to pivot, you have to change things up because of everything that's been happening in the world. Remember that there's not just one right way to get to where you want to be and always be committed to your purpose versus your path. And I can guarantee you'll get there, of course, as long as you never give up. So uh, thanks so much. My name is Alexa Carlin. I'm Alexa Rose Carlin across all social media. Instagram, TikTok is my jam. And you can learn more about me and my book at uh, alexacarlin.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.